Welcome to the Bridging Connections podcast. This podcast will introduce you to the people who are on the cutting edge of Jewish innovation. You will be hearing from founders and directors of contemporary organizations creating new paths to participate in Jewish life. In this podcast, you will learn about best practices, tips for engagement, and how to create meaningful connections. This is a place that will bridge you to the tools and resources used by the Jewish leaders, visionaries, and innovators that are creating a new sustainable Judaism. I'm your host, Elizabeth Gossage, and I welcome you to come bridge the gap with me. Often the most impactful organizations come from one person who has lived through a traumatic experience and recognizes that they could be a catalyst for the solution. For this reason, I am honored to share my conversation with Mary Mamet. She is the founder and executive director of No Shame on You. No Shame on You is dedicated to eliminating the stigma associated with mental health conditions and raising awareness in the Jewish community and beyond. Knowing that her story helps many others, Miriam shares vulnerably. On the podcast, she tells the story of how she started No Shame on You and gives examples of the impact it is making. Miriam also provides resources and tips for those who are struggling with mental health conditions. Most importantly, Miriam and No Shame on You's message to those with mental health conditions is that they are not alone. I am so grateful to share Miriam's story and the work of No Shame on You today. If you are in crisis or know someone who is, you are not alone. Please call the 24-7 hotline, 800-273-TALK-8255 or text 741-741 for a 24-7 crisis text line. Hi, Miriam. How are you? Good, Elizabeth. How are you? It's so nice to be here. I'm so glad you're here and I'm excited to finally learn more about you and about No Shame on You and share with my audience the great work that you're doing. So I'm going to start by digging in. I love to hear what your background is, especially your Jewish background and why you wanted to create No Shame on You. So my Jewish background is that I went to day school from my kindergarten through senior year of high school. Um, I went to Solomon Schechter and then I went to Ida Crown Jewish Academy for high school. And then I spent a year in Israel and in college, I was very involved Jewishly. So I always was affiliated very much with the Jewish community. And in terms of mental health, I, over 15 years ago, was hospitalized three times for depression and faced a lot of stigma. And the best example of that is during my second hospitalization, one of my then closest friends called me in the hospital to say, I only want to talk to you when you're happy. So let's not talk again for a while. And then I never heard from her again. So that um, was a big bummer. And I ended up keeping my hospitalizations a secret. And then several years ago, I had the opportunity to meet the actress Glenn Close, who's a big mental health advocate. And I ended up telling her my whole story. And I realized that I could have an impact in my community by sharing my journey, what I thought was this big negative that I should keep a secret. I could actually make a positive by sharing and, you know, raising awareness in, in the Jewish community and, and all that kind of stuff. So that is sort of how my two sort of passions came together and um, how No Shame on You got started. It's an amazing story. And I give you so many kudos for coming out and speaking about this topic that there is so much stigma around and that people don't share about openly. And it's important because you shouldn't have lost your friend over that. And, you know, hopefully maybe one day your friend 
we'll come around and, and see it a different way. And we wish only good things. But the point being said that we need to be educating people so that they don't feel like they have to pull back from someone that is struggling in whatever capacity. Right. And so it's amazing the work you're doing and it's needed because I mean, I'm turning around, running into people all the time that are going through mental health challenges. It's not a one-off thing. You weren't alone in there. And so we need more resources in the community that people can turn to. And so I'm just excited to hear. Tell me, when did No Shame On You start? And tell me about how it's evolved. So No Shame On You, we just had our seven-year anniversary over the weekend. We started November of 2014. Our first event, I actually, it just popped up on my Facebook memories. We incorporated in November of 2014. And then our first event was a year later. So we built a board and, you know, um, started talking about, um, I mean, the other thing that's important, and I know it's someone that is involved in Bridges 613, I was part of the present yes. tense fellowship and Becky was the um, manager at the time. So that really helped me broaden my network and it exposed me to lots of people with a whole host of skills and talents that helped me shape the vision and how we were going to do things. So that, that was a big part of the journey. So I, I certainly want to talk about that. And then, so once we incorporated in November of 2014, we built a board, like I said, and, and then our first program was in November of 2015. We had a speaker named Kevin Briggs. He is known as the guardian of the Golden Gate Bridge. He is a policeman. He saved over 200 lives of people who were thinking of jumping from the Golden Gate Bridge. And he's really a remarkable man. And he wrote a book about his journey in his role as a policeman at the Golden Gate Bridge and also his own mental health journey. So he was, we were really excited to get him as a speaker. And so that was our first event. And it was actually at the JCC in Skokie, which is actually no longer around, but that was kind of cool to, you know, bring it back to the community. And then from there, we started, you know, building more and more programs and um, collaborations. We're grateful we've collaborated with dozens and dozens of organizations, both in the Jewish community and in the mental health community, in national even, we, we've even spoken um, to some Israel groups. So we're really grateful that we've just continued to grow and build programs and sort of evolve. It is, and it's exciting. And I'd love to hear some more about the impact that you have had in these seven years. Sure. So, you know, what's really touched me a lot is people write sometimes a text or an email or, you know, a message saying, I was in synagogue the other day and I was talking to a friend and my daughter was with me and I never would have talked to my friend about going to the therapist. And here I am talking to my friend about going to the therapist. And then here I am doing it in front of my daughter. And someone's wrote like, if it weren't for no shame on you, I never would have been talking so openly. Um, so that, I mean, that, you know, is just a very sweet. So we've gotten notes like that. It touches you at yeah, your heart to hear exactly. that. Yes. So it's really touching. And, and people have written about, you know, how they've had a loved one that they've been able to approach differently because of our, you know, the awareness we've raised in the programming we do and trying to normalize the conversation. So Lots of, I don't want to say, I mean, we've, we've had wonderful feedback of people saying lovely, lovely things and, you know, just being able to be more open or getting tools and resources, all of those kinds of things. So it's really been so lovely and meaningful and um, powerful to get that kind of feedback and notes and stuff like that. Of course, I have to ask, and I know we'll put a lot of this in the show notes, but let's say someone's listening today to our conversation and says, you know, I might need some help. What do you suggest they do? Right. So that's a great question. So it really depends, obviously, on the situation. First of all, they should know that they're not alone and that there are so many people that care. And what I didn't realize when I was going through my very, very hardest times was that 
I felt so alone and I didn't realize there are so many people who get it. And there are so many people out there who understand and want to help. So that's first and foremost. But if someone's in crisis, then they should either call 911 and make sure they're being taken care of that way. Or there's the 24-7 crisis line, 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K or A255. There's also a 24-7 crisis text line, which is 741741. Those are very important resources to have if you're feeling that you're in crisis and you know you could get someone and reach out and know that you're not alone. So that's an overall important thing to know. And those are some important numbers to know. And I think and you've said this several times, and I think it's so important. You've said people should know they're not alone. And it's so important in so many of our journeys, whether it be a fertility journey or you know, a relationship, in so many of these things. We need to know that you're not alone in general, in life, you go through life and you sometimes feel like you're on an Island in the middle of your own garbage for lack of a better word. And sometimes when you just open up and start to talk about it or get into the right person, you realize, oh, there are so many others feeling exactly the way I feel. And I think that's like the starting key, the jump off of it is to really know that Yes, you're a unique person, but you're not unique in what you're feeling. Right. I think it's a big message. And I love that you keep saying that, that no, you're not alone. Yes, it's important. It's really important. And, you know, it's interesting because you mentioned fertility. We're actually doing a program in December on mental health and infertility, because I think that that's such a large piece. And we're actually focusing on both men and women, because a lot of people don't think about how, you know, men are a part of that too. And in many you know, cases and the mental health and the shame and the stigma and all that. So I think you touched on a lot of things in relationships, mental health, you know, sort of really is connected to so many parts of our lives and it's okay to acknowledge that. And it's important to acknowledge that. And, you know, things could get better if we normalize the conversation and do acknowledge it. It's interesting. I mean, I was, I was grateful that you brought up those examples because we are actually, you know, working on those topics. Well, I mean, these things often go very hand in hand. Exactly. So I'm curious, this is what has come up for me. Obviously people go on mental health journeys and struggle with their mental health, whether they're Jewish or not. Right. So tell me how No Shame on You brings in the Jewish piece to all of this. Right. So first of all, our our mission statement, we say Jewish community and beyond, because we don't want anyone to not feel included in our programs and all are welcome. And I never, when I was going through some of my worst times, I would never have wanted a community not to welcome me. So all are welcome in our programs. And the Jewish piece we have, like the the mental health and infertility program we're doing is with another Jewish organization. And we're partnering with a couple organizations on an international survivor of suicide loss day. And we're having a rabbi start out the program who is um, both a rabbi and a survivor of suicide loss. And they're going to, you know, bring in Jewish text. And, you know, there are a number of ways to and we have our teen ambassador program. We bring in Jewish text and we're going to have someone do something called bibliodrama, which you might, you might be familiar with. Yes. Yes. So we're, one of the sessions is going to be about that and relating to mental health. And so we really try to bring in Jewish text. We're doing a program this Sunday for a synagogue and we're about gratitude and we're going to talk about Modani, the, the prayer where we give thanks said every morning. We bring it in in a lot of different ways throughout our programming. I really started to think about, you're going to laugh now. Mm-hmm. I thought about the, the movie Yentl that really <laughs> brings up the stigma, but it really brings up the deep stigma that goes back so many generations the stigma right. of suicide and people that aren't familiar with the story of Yentl, the woman couldn't marry who she wanted to because her beloved family had a history of suicide and it was it was a stigma then. And 
speaks to today that that stigma still exists in some of our communities. And so it is important. Of course, we know it's in all communities, but it's also in ours. And and why not work to help combat that stigma? Right. So just beautiful. Right. Just beautiful. And the fact that Jewish practice is all about celebrating right. life. It really is. So, and of course, Modani and the other one I thought of that I'm teaching a group of fifth and sixth graders this year. And we're talking about, you talk about gratitude. There's a construct called Hakord Hatov, which is recognizing the good, which is of exactly. course all about gratitude. And we have a Hakord Hatov wall. And the kids come in to class, they grab a post-it note and they write one gratitude for the day and it's up on our walls. And it's exciting because they're really reaching. They've said to me, well, can I write the same thing that I wrote last week? I said, well, sure. If you're still grateful for it. Yes. But they're thinking about it like, wow, there are really a lot of things I'm grateful for. And I'm glad that I'm doing this with children as a young age. Because I've read these studies that really show that the more we focus on our gratitude and focus on positivity in our life, the more we help combat. Not to say that mental illness could be just combated just by a gratitude practice. There's a lot more to it, but it's a step in the right direction. Right. First of all, I love that you do that with your students. That's really cool. Um, Yes. And it's gratitude is one tool. There are a lot of tools that we try to talk about and we bring up in our programs and stuff like that. And it's one, there are many, many tools, you know, exercise, which is, you know, people know about, but people think about exercise more with physical health and really with mental health, it is a huge component and, you know, can, but it's so hard because when you're feeling down, you're like, I just want to sit in bed with a blanket and not, you know, so it's tough to get yourself to do it. But when you do it, it really changes like sort of your brain and and body chemistry and all that. So anyway, so there are a lot of different tools with mental health and right. And gratitude is one very important one. And I love that you do that with your students. I love that you brought it up. It's amazing. So tell me how have things changed for you and for No Shame on You during this pandemic time? Because I mean, I know that mental health issues have gotten much more attention, but also much more profound in a time period when we've been sequestered, so to speak. Exactly. So since the pandemic, we have done over 240 programs online. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've done a a lot of programs, all free of at no charge participants. So that's been really nice. And we've been grateful to, you know, help the community. And we've had a lot of requests for different types of programs that because we're a smaller organization, we've been able to act on rather quickly. So we've been grateful that people come to us and say, you know, I see this group of people really needs this. Could you do something to address it? And we've been able to do that. So that's been really, really nice. We're just keeping on going. We have a weekly classes or, or every other week, uh, support groups and and all sorts of stuff that have continued because we have a nice core group of people that are interested in, in coming and, you know, look forward to. So we're grateful that we've been able to provide support to the community. And we've also done a lot. We've launched our teen ambassador program. We're now in the second cohort of that. And we've done a lot of programs about COVID and anxiety and COVID and substance use. We've we've tried to do all sorts of different programs in that way. We've also partnered. We have a bunch of partnerships in the works with different organizations. We were awarded an Upstart grant for a, yeah. So we were awarded an Upstart grant called a Strategic Partnership Alliance grant, a SPA grant with MIST to do a suicide risks video that includes akathisia, which is MIST focuses on akathisia, which is, it's a, a rare side effect of some medications that can make you agitated and can lead to 
suicide. And it's a rare side effect, but it's a medication induced suicide side effect. So we're going to include that because most suicide risk videos do not typically include talk of ecathesia. So we're really excited to be able to provide that for the community. That's and really, so interesting. Yeah. Raise awareness about all sorts of risk factors, including this. And the important message there is when you stop, start or change medication, just to be monitored and to be aware. And if, if you notice like feelings of agitation or, you know, that's something to really look at and know that that could be a side effect and not that someone actually is suicidal, but they're reacting in a certain way to medication. But anyway, so so that's, um, we have another a spa grant where Ibenu, another organization took the lead on that. And we're working with them on a survey for caregivers of people with mental health conditions and intellectual and developmental disabilities. And we're really looking forward to putting that out there and getting data because there are so many needs for caregivers. And um, a lot of people with intellectual and developmental disabilities have mental health conditions. So we're really looking at what are the needs out there and what can we do to support and help people? So that's another project we're working on. So the COVID has been obviously a huge bummer and not good at all. Right, um, right. And right. So that's all not good. And what's been lovely is that organizations like Upstart and JUF have been wonderful about and Technical Assistance Collaborative have all been wonderful about providing opportunities, you know, for learning and micro grants and bigger grants and all that kind of stuff to, you know, to help people continue and organizations continue their programs. So we've been very grateful that we've been able to continue and be a part of some of these amazing opportunities that have come up. Amazing. The community has been greatly, greatly supportive. So um, where do you see No Shame on You going for the future? What's your vision? So it's exciting. We actually just hired a director of programming. So the first full-time person other than me. So that's been exciting. We have a director of strategic initiatives who's awesome and she is part-time with us. So this is a big step to have another full-time person in addition to her. And so that's really exciting. And we're also, we're growing basically. We're also looking for a part-time development manager. So it's exciting because we're really growing because it's really been myself and our director of strategic initiatives doing sort of a lot in our board, doing a lot of different things. And by growing, we're able to increase our capacity. Yeah. Hopefully just we've already done a lot, like with one, you know, full-time and one part-time, we had 240 programs since the pandemic. That's we're great. It's mind boggling what you've done. Well, we're fabulous. Thank you. No, we're grateful for all we've done. And I feel like with the addition, with the growing, the ability to grow, we're really looking towards having a lot of initiatives, you know, sort of expanding all of our resources and offerings in that way, expanding our programs and offerings and, you know, just supporting the community in so, so many additional ways than we've already been. So we're really um, very, very excited. It is. It's exciting because I love that there is somewhere for someone to turn to when they're feeling stuck. So many times I think people get in that stuck and they don't know where to go. It's so true. And that's why we're grateful. And that's also why I think something that's been pivotal for us um, that I never thought I would do many years ago is I went public with my personal mental health journey. And I think that has changed things a lot because people feel comfortable talking to me. I was, I was at a bar mitzvah a couple of weeks ago at a synagogue and I'm very um, COVID anxious. So I had my two masks on and was, you know, all anxious. And then someone came up to me and they're like, are you from, you know, no shame on you, whatever. And then they ended up telling me their whole family story. And, you know, like sort of, it's been wonderful to be able to be a part of the conversation and, and feel like we're a safe space that people can come to and they know that they're not alone. And like this, this person was going through a journey with her family. And I think she just felt like, you know, so grateful to be able to tell someone who wasn't going to judge and what, you know, and understood. And, you know, so it's, it's been a lovely thing. And I think I never thought I'd be open about my journey, but I think it's actually really 
been helpful for no shame on you for the community because people know that we're comfortable and safe and we understand and we get it. When you started to say that, that is exactly what came to my mind was that safe space that you've created. And that's the first step. I think that people need to know that they can be open and like you come out and talk about your journey and without any repercussions to it. And that's how it should be. Right, right. And of course, that is exactly how it should be. And a lot of people are there. And I know that not everyone's comfortable and, and, and disclosure is a very tricky, it has to be a personal thing for each person. But I know that companies, especially with the pandemic, when mental health has been really a, a big topic, I mean, the American Academy of Pediatrics just declared a national emergency for mental health. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, but you know, not every company is there yet, but, but my, my point is there are more and more companies who are increasing their, you know, mental health offerings for their employees and encouraging conversation. And slowly it's becoming safer and safer, hopefully for people to feel comfortable, you know, but it's, it's definitely a process, but we're grateful to be a part of that, a part of that process and help in any way that we can. It's beautiful to recognize a space where something was needed. And this is strongly needed and you're in that space and you're making waves and that's that's great pushing back the hurricanes and making it just small waves <laughs> right oh i like that yeah i like yeah. that so you've mentioned that you're partnering with certain organizations and i always like to ask everyone because you know we're about what's going on that's innovative in jewish life sure what organizations excite you that you see blossoming these days oh that's a great question oh there are so many Bridges 613. Bridges 613. Thank you. Thank you. New, you know, and innovative things and connecting. And I think that's really important. I think connecting in the community is really so meaningful and powerful because I think I think that's what it's all about is having connections. And that's also part of not feeling alone, sure. is feeling right. that we're all connected and we can all we're all one big community. So I think the concept of building a larger community and, and knowing how we're all connected and how we can all support and help one another, I think is huge. And I think that's a, a great thing. So that's something that really excites me. Thank you. That's great. Thank you for mentioning Bridges. Sure. So we already touched on this, but I'm going to bring it up. I always ask at the end of all my podcasts, what you're grateful for, because to me, that's the most Jewish thing I do every day is have my practice of gratitude and wake up. And as you explained, say moda ani. So Miriam. What are you grateful for today? That's a great question. So I'm grateful to you and thank you for having me here today. I am grateful that I had people who were excited that No Shame On You was starting and wanted to be involved and wanted to be a part of it and have continued to help us build and grow and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's been wonderful. I'm grateful for all the partnerships that we've, we have and continue to have and the relationships that I've built. I'm grateful for, I worked, we didn't talk about this, but I worked at a law firm for like 11 years before, sorry, no shame on you. I did a complete career change and I am grateful. And I just wrote, it was my 18 year anniversary of when I first started at that job. And I was in a very, it was right after my hospitalizations. I, they didn't know at work, but I was in a very tough place. And I wrote to a few of the, the senior partners that I worked with who really shaped my journey. And if it weren't for them, they, they believed in me and they, you know, one of them gave me the job. I remember interviewing with him and we remained very close. And I wrote to them a couple of weeks ago on my 18 year anniversary of starting there to say, thank you. Cause if it weren't for them, I would not have probably not have started no shame on you because that was a tough job. And I was managing large trials and arbitrations and dealing with a lot of attorneys and partners and, and a lot of moving parts. And they believed in me. And especially when I first started, I was not in the best headspace. And they, you know, I really grew. Um, and they, 
you know, sort of stuck with me and we grew together and, and anyway, not to sound like cheesy, but so that really led me on a path that sort of gave me the confidence and skills to know that I could start this task of starting an organization, which is big. It's a big, big task, but having worked in a, in a tough job with traveled a lot and these big deal cases and stuff like that, it really gave me the confidence to do that. So I'm very grateful for that. And that was an email, a couple of emails that I just wrote. So that was kind of in terms of that sort of meaningful. And then I'm just grateful to family and friends and all the people that are on the journey and that have made this possible. And my wonderful husband, who I'm very grateful is in my life. So lots of good things, lots of things to be grateful for. Beautiful. And, you know, you mentioned this law firm that really helped you. And it's a nod to how more and more employers need to be in the space where they're, they create environment to help people through their mental illness, not just push them out. What's interesting is actually, I wasn't open when I was in the law firm, so they didn't know. Um, they didn't know, but what was clear was I, to me anyway, was I was very, what's the word fragile when I first started. So I actually kept it a secret, but then opened up when I was leaving, this is why I'm leaving and this is what's going on. And they were ever, you know, people were wonderful. But what's interesting is they were also, even though they didn't know what was going on with me, I was definitely very fragile at first and they stuck with me without, you know, I mean, that was, it was a while ago. So, but anyway, so just to be clear, it's not that I disclosed there, but they still were supportive. Well, sure. And, and that being said, it's just a nod to a supportive, healthy workspace, yeah. whether you're open or not, but that you found something there. They did something right. Yes. To give you your wings. Yes. I felt very supported from a lot of different places. So exactly. And that's a really good way to put it. They gave me my wings. Um, and I think that's important for people to know and your audience to know that even not everyone, it's not right for everyone to disclose what's going on with them. And, and, you know, there are pros and cons to each and that's a very personal decision. However, you can have the right supports in place and, you know, share what you want, what you're comfortable sharing and maybe not everything. And I think that's huge. And that was, I've never even thought about it in this way, but that's a really good point is that sort of what happened there was that I was supported in a way that made me feel okay and ready to, you know, keep going and, and continue on. And that's beautiful. The fact that you had support from your last job, your family, and these things are important when you're on a mental health journey to all the support you can get, the better. Exactly. Exactly. Miriam, is there anything else you'd like my audience to know about No Shame on You? Hi, just that, um, thank you for having me. Feel free to um, come to any of our programs, check us out. We have tons of resources on our website and our programs are continuing to be online right now. Hopefully by the soon, they will be more in person, but either way, feel free to come to anything. They're all no charge participants and we'd love to have you. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today and for the very important work you're doing being someone also who has lived through and lives with mental illnesses and has family members that does it. I am so grateful for what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us here. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Bridging Connections podcast. This podcast and Bridges 613 will succeed if its social media reach is wide. Please partner with us to promote this important work. You can follow us on Facebook at Bridges 613 and visit our website at www.bridges613.org. There, you can read blogs, listen to past podcasts, and subscribe to our newsletter. Please share the podcast and our social media links with your community and enable others to benefit and learn about the groundbreaking innovation 
taking place in our beloved Jewish community. Your support is greatly appreciated.